most people do when they have their egos involved. It's not me that's the problem. It's got to be the thing that's the problem. You know, real estate doesn't work or buying properties in the U.S. doesn't work or because I'm perfect. You know, there's no way that I could do anything wrong. So it's got to be the thing that I'm working on that doesn't work. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. This is Marco Kozlowski. I'm joined today with Gabriel Araish and Franca Galuccio. We're going to be discussing ways of finding opportunities, uh, taking down opportunities and monetizing opportunities to make passive income. And in order to make Big Fat Real Estate Checks, which is the name of this podcast, you're going to need some skills, both uh, physical skills and uh, also inner game skills, how to uh, control really your inner game, how to not uh, be frustrated or let things sway you because without clear path, without a really a, a mission, a vision, a purpose, without clarity, it's going to be very difficult for you to be very, very successful. So we're going to discuss something that I think all of us have and it's called ego and is going to be most likely the number one thing that's going to stop you in your life. Your number one enemy, of course, it's designed to protect you in the wild when you're being chased by tigers. Your ego was kind of important, but still important now, but there's a way to harness it to make it more successful. So we're going to get into those conversations. And of course, if you have not yet joined our followers as a official follower, if I should say a subscriber, please subscribe, share this, love it, a comment. We always love hearing from you. And uh, we want to continue to be uh, the number one uh, content creator for what we do. And we're very pleased to have you uh, listen to us as well. And we would love to be shared so others can learn how to generate wealth using none of your own money, but using skill sets. So today we're going to be discussing ego. Who would like to begin? I, I can begin. Of um, course, it's going to be you, Frank. Well, you know what? I had a big it's ego. This be was you, one, this was, Frank. This was one of you. my, it's got to be me, the big ego. Actually, you know what? This was my weakness. I think I got it from my parents, so I'll blame my parents for this if they're listening. But you no, know, I, I, I think it's- Our next podcast is how to I, take responsibility for exactly. your own action. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll blame somebody else. It's not me. Uh, Someone gave it to me. Victim, I, I victim. Well, listen, I learned from my parents, right? That was my influence back then. And uh, yeah, ego was my big weakness. Uh, it's like, I can do it myself. I could do it better. Step aside. You know, you're pushing people aside and, and say, you know, I can do it. And honestly, I was brought, brought up that way. I'm not lying. This is not bullshit. It was. I think it was more because my parents are Italian and that's their mentality. That's their culture to uh, let me just do it myself type of thing. And like you said, Marco, in the beginning of this podcast is that's going to really hurt you. I had to let go and it wasn't something easy to do. I still struggle with it where I do certain tasks where I was like, oh, let me do it myself. Let me look it up. And it's like, fuck, you know, and my wife keeps saying it. Stick to what you know, man. And don't put your ego in there. You can't know everything. I think, Marco, you mentioned before. What you know today is a fraction or even a speck of what's out there in terms of knowledge. So there's no way you're going to know everything or pretend to know everything. But people do act in that way. And I did as well. And I know I take three or four steps backwards when I do so. And in this particular industry, you know, looking for real estate. Initially, I don't think my ego was in the way. Initially, I, I was open to being coached, Marco. I think that's one of your qualifications. If your ego's in the way, you don't want them because it's going to be very difficult to teach someone where they say no let me do it my way no i know how to do it this way so i actually liked it coming in as a virgin into this industry not knowing too much of it that actually helped me to put my eagle aside to check in my eagle 
So how did you go from I want to do everything myself to actually wanting to get help? Because you were, I think, one of my very first classes that I did in a long time. So you were like a very early adapter, I think one of the very first classes, and you made a decision. You were, I think, the first one that applied. I absolutely want to do this. And that's very unusual. And you had a government job. And it was money that you really didn't have that you had to find. And it was a big jump. It was a large sum of money. And even for back then, it's still a large sum of money. So it was. So tell me, we're stuttering with each other here. I'm trying to figure out because had your ego really been involved, you would have been like, he explained it. I get it. Now I'm going to do it. Right. But that was never Mm -hmm. there for you, at at least when we met. Let me give you exactly. So let me give you a little bit of background before I met you, Marco. I knew I wanted to get into, I knew I wanted to turn, uh, turn the leaf over. I knew I wanted something, a different chapter in my life. So I started exploring me and my wife on buying properties in the U.S. And you weren't my first mentor, Marco, no offense, but I dabbed in a few of them just to see and just to learn. And a lot of these things that I subscribed to and paid for, there were like the lessons and you watch and you do. So I was kind of doing it on my own, but that's where I got frustrated where I was like, it's this shit's not working. I need help with it. And I realized, I think it's, I was doing it for a year and a half, two years. And thank God I didn't pull the trigger on my own uh, because if I did, I would have, I would have done it wrong. And then when I met you, that's when I wasted, not wasted two years. I went through two years without any results. I dabbed a little bit with different mentors or whatever and tried to do it on my own, do it yourself type of uh, training or whatever. It didn't get me the results that I was looking for. So when I met you and I came to your preview and I was like, damn, this guy's the real McCoy. He's actually doing this shit. It's not a face. Most of the ones that I went to, they have a celebrity. They have the face. The celebrity's not there. They have a face. They leverage the celebrity to draw people in there. And then they teach us a guy that's teaching it. And he may not even have properties or she. But when I saw you, Marco, that you're actually doing what you're preaching and you were kind of ballsy by doing live seller calls. I knew you were the one. Then I put my, I checked in my eagle at that point says, I know I can't do this on my own. I want this guy. I want to know his email. I want his phone number. I want him to teach me. Then you put a ring on him. And I put a (laughs) ring on him. It was two years later. I already knew I I wanted to. (laughs) Yes. I already knew I wanted to leave the government and I felt like I wasted two years. So now I was not in a race against time, but in essence, yes. So I checked my ego when I met you. That's why I jumped on it. And that's why I had no hesitation to go for the the top. I go, I want the top. I want to get there quick. I'm trying to really differentiate. So you had your ego involved for a period of time. It wasn't working for you. And you had to have a conversation with yourself, which is pretty elevated because what most people do when they have their egos involved is it's not me that's the problem. It's got to be the thing that's the problem. You know, real estate doesn't work or buying properties in the U.S. doesn't work or because I'm perfect, you know, there's no way that I could do anything wrong. So it's got to be the thing that I'm working on that doesn't work. And then you just check out and go into the next shiny object. So, you know, you try this class and they try another class and you're zipping all over the place trying to figure out, you know, the thing that's actually going to work when the defective thing that's actually not working is the person looking at you in the mirror. You know, it's not necessarily what you're doing that doesn't work. It's how you're doing it that doesn't necessarily get effective. And that's a big mature step that people that are really ego-driven don't ever get to. And that's just it, a reality. It, it, no, it was a wide opener. And and yes, I knew that real estate did work because when I did go to you know business conferences or whatever, I talked to many people and a lot of them had their roots were real estate. So I knew it did work. I just had different pieces from all these different courses that I took. And I realized I can't do this shit. That's when, yeah, I had that talk with myself. I said, I can't do this on my own. And if I do, I may be hurting myself and my family because... 
your one deal of being out of business. I didn't want to be a, a statistic in terms of you know business failure or whatever. So I didn't want to do it on my own. No. So I, I wanted someone that did it. And that's what that's I did, Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. And it hurts and it stings. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? It stings. Yeah. It still does. Yeah. So, so Gabe, yeah, so... Ego's a big thing. Yeah, so, well, and uh, Frank's been doing all the talking, which is highly unusual. Very yeah, weird. Right. We know what's mark mark that down on your calendars, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not checking that ego side. I like to talk. I like okay. to talk. I no, like no to lie. listen, too. You have, you have a lot of good things yeah. to say, Frank. So that's nothing wrong there. It's not what you do know that... I think I saw the expression. Mark Twain said something like, it's not what you know that's going to hurt you. It's what you know for certain is true that isn't or that ain't mm-hmm. that will. Right. So it's being completely certain that something is accurate, but it's not. And as you know, the more you do know, the more you realize you don't know anything. So it's nice to be a perpetual student and to check your ego at the door. But we all have egos and it beat the shit out of me for many years and stopped me for a very long time as well. But this isn't about me right now. Gabriel, share. uh... I've shared my story in, in a past podcast, but essentially my ego is what led me eventually to understand or it led me to a a really shitty path where you know all the things that frank was worried about doing if he had done it himself i actually did and i paid a hefty price for it not just financially but you know from a stress standpoint from a mindset standpoint even from a family standpoint for a little while so it led me to have no choice really that's what my ego did to me and then i did look in the mirror one day and i did blame the guy that was looking back at me and that's when everything changed so for me as well when i met you it was a no-brainer for me it was this is what i needed i just needed to see it and i saw it and then i i just i had to have a coach i had to have someone teach me because for those who don't know my background is one of a cpa so math is supposed to be my forte and when and i did get into real estate deals i thought that just understanding math and understanding how money or what i thought money worked or how i thought money worked was going to get me by and i you know in real estate sometimes well, I think most of the time here, I used to deal with, I want to say this, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but individuals who were not as educated as where I went or hadn't attended university or hadn't even finished high school sometimes. So for me at that time with the mindset I had was that, well, you know, I'm smarter than these people. That's for sure. And this is how I ended up in the mess that I ended up and not understanding that maybe I had more knowledge in accounting, but that didn't mean I had more knowledge in another industry or specific path such as real estate so you know ultimately i had to have that shift i did thankfully because it took a long time i still think that i should have realized this all <laughs> way before and unfortunately i had to go down the path that's really dark for me to realize this and but i did and then once i decided to check that ego out and i think ego and taking responsibility is kind of goes hand in hand there i, I know we mentioned that at the beginning but for me it, it was like a magical moment it's a turning point in my life definitely where learning to say, okay, I'm the problem here, so let me fix that first, and then things could go well. And ever since, you know, whether you call it that's the turning point or not, that's my life's been a lot better. So I've been able to do better with real estate, make less mistakes, you know, because we, we're still going to make mistakes. They're just going to be a lot smaller, a lot less costly. We'll learn faster from them and we'll be able to pivot quicker. And it's also helped me in other facets of my businesses. I have multiple businesses and now I also delegate a lot. There's another thing that, you know, I know, Frank, you alluded to this where, you know, you like to do a lot of things yourself, which I still see you struggle with too sometimes. And, and it's understandable. It's something that you got to let go of that you're not used to. 
I was like that as well. Control is something that's extremely important, especially when you've been screwed before. Because as much as you take responsibility, when someone else does something intentionally to hurt you, there is responsibility somewhere else as well. And it's hard. You want to keep control because you feel that's the only way you can't get screwed or you won't mess up. But learning to find the right people so you can delegate that trust to was something that I had to do. And that also involves ego. So I think a lot of my other businesses have been doing well because I've been able to just delegate 100% of it sometimes or 98% of it and just do the 2% that I'm really good at. And then that works well. Some self-mastery in there for sure, mm -hmm. where you realize what you're good at and you're okay with it and you're okay with what you're not good at and replace yourself in those moments of time. I didn't check in my complete ego. So I do have those. And you know, you tell me sometimes, Gabe, you say, Frank, why are you doing that? It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Some things actually I enjoy doing myself. So it's just a different pace in my life to do something different. And some of them, yeah, I just don't let it go for some reason. And I said, I'm not perfect, but I did learn, you know, over the last half a decade, listen, any successful person you look at, they're all humble. They don't pretend to know it all. And most of my family's like that. They, it's just, I fix in the Italian blood. It's like, yeah, yeah, step aside. I know how to do this, whatever. And it's that mentality that actually gets you hurt. Or even if it, you don't get hurt, it doesn't allow you to move forward. So very successful people are very humble. It's like, oh, tell me how you do it. Maybe I'm going to learn from you to do it better or more efficient or whatever. I have a big flaw where I, you know, someone tells me something. I always immediately try to improve it. I'm trying to look for the plus. And sometimes my wife says, you know, stop fucking doing it. Just follow it, man. It's already proven. Do it. It doesn't need improvement. You don't have to change it right now. So I still have, you know, ego in the closet. Well, we all do, uh, right? I mean, yeah. it's... You're not going to get rid of 100%. it. 100%. Tame it. Tame it, it. Tame it is what you want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tame <clears throat> it and control it to a certain point. So, but although if you've controlled your ego, then you definitely have more ego than you need because knowing that you have an ego is... And letting it this is a deep conversation it is right? it is because the more you feel yeah i've controlled my ego well that's a guy how big is this guy that's here? right right it's a self-fulfilling prophecy he needs a really big exactly. door <laughs> exactly it's like whoa it's really interesting and the more you let it go then the less ego you have which is very interesting it's uh probably some i'm sure there's a religion based around this <laughs> it's somewhere <laughs> yeah. you just complete zen right yeah. just nothing mm, nothing uh exactly yeah. oh mm where you're just a perfectly non-ego place. But, you know, obviously there's the importance of just knowing that it's there and it is sabotaging to your wealth, your health, and your future. And everyone around you in your relationships is pretty important. I saw a formula, which I thought was very, very interesting, which is success equals, and then you have specific knowledge or specialized knowledge. So something that's very specialized multiplied by focused action, not just action by itself, not just focus, but focused action. So something, you know, laser focused, divided by ego. So the smaller your ego is, the bigger the multiplier, obviously, the more you're going to be um, successful. But if you have a lot of ego, it's going to be really difficult for you to do quite well, no matter how good your specialized knowledge is, and no matter good how your, your focused action is, those two multipliers together will be divided by the ego yourself that you put into it. And the more you think about that formula, the more accurate it becomes. And I know that the growth in our business, I say our business because in the real estate education space business, I say our because you're very involved in it. And I don't see it as mine anymore. I see it as ours, right? And you guys are very integral in that. And we have meetings constantly. We're meeting, you know, multiple times a week. 
always discussing things, trying to get better. And it's not about us. It's about how to make the project better. So none of us have our own, this is Frank or this is Gabe. It's this is the project and how can we just put as much of ourselves into it to improve it, but it's not about us. And it really helps our community at the same time because they feel that they're part of something that's much bigger than them. So it really, the less ego that we all have, the more we're all growing, I believe. I love our dynamic, the students that we have and what we're doing and how we're doing things. It's just very positive. It is. Um, it's, I've, it's, I've, I've never had a business that I've enjoyed to work in more than the one that we're in now. Definitely is a lot of fun. And just to add to that formula, it, this is where it's interesting because the formula is not one that applies to one individual on its own all the time, right? So we have different specialized knowledge, you know, the three of us. And what we do is we increase that multiplier by working together and each brings their specialized knowledge there. And then the focused part or the focused action is also interesting because focused action is extremely difficult to keep 100% of the time. And that's something where when you have multiple individuals that are working in the same direction, that focused action can someone be redirected by, you know, if, if I get less focused because, you know, shit's happening in my life or whatnot, then I know I can fall back on the two of you to kind of put me back in check or help me get back into that zone and vice versa, I would hope. And then the ego, obviously, even if one of us has a higher ego than the other, then if you add all three egos and divide them by three, the average would still be lower if, if someone has a lower ego. So, you know, working with the right people can also help here. That's a lot of math. I know, ego, I know. Ego, I had to bring it in. Like, <laughs> just, in case, just, just in case people didn't believe me. <laughs> there it is. Carry the four. So, so we're going to so put what, everything what, in brackets. Uh, so you what know. are you saying, Gabe? I got to add Cubed. everyone's fo uh, uh, laser focus. and I will lower, I will lower your skills. ego. <laughs> I don't think my calculator has these buttons. <laughs> it's okay. You, you use, have me. That's I just my use the one on my iPhone. That's my that's it. my specialized knowledge. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am job. I'll let you do the calculation then. That's fine. See? I'm okay and, with it. And so you can calculate it. Frank can collect the tax and <laughs> I'll tell watch. the world about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just watch things happen, wondering what's going on. That's fine. So yeah, let's just do one little extra here just so we can give some little extra value. So if someone feels that they don't have an ego, I guess what would the markers you think be of someone that has too much ego into what they're doing? That's like an that. alcoholic saying, I don't have a problem. Can yeah, you pass exactly. Me, can you pass yeah. me a bottle? Yeah, you can be blinded by it. That's true. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying is, you know, I'm driving into my commute to the job that I hate and I've been trying a lot of things and I don't have an ego, you know, that's impossible. Wow. What do you think a, a sort of a marker might be? Well, uh, and again, if you can't answer it, I'll just edit this out of the podcast. Mm -hmm. But if you're hearing this, it means we've probably found something cool to talk about because this is a side ball, side curve that we didn't even discuss that we're going to talk about. I think if someone thinks that they know everything or if every time someone else discusses a subject, you always have something to add to it or to contradict the other individual who may have more specialized knowledge than you, I think that's a big sign. And you know, I'm not going to lie. This is something that I did in the past where, you know, I always try to contribute to every conversation thinking that I'm adding value and and, and I had to start using, uh, you know, my two ears more than my one mouth. So I started listening more and that was one way, but I had to realize it. And I think realizing that you have an ego or too much of an ego is probably the hardest part or the hardest step in this process. But these are signals when you're always arguing about everything, when you think you know everything, everybody else is wrong and you're right 
I think those are signals. I don't know if there's any others that you guys can think of, but those are definitely ones that I see. And you can tell as soon as you speak to someone else too, which is interesting. When you see, you realize and fix your own ego issues, you can realize the people that you are, you're having conversations with, where they are on that, I guess, on that totem pole of the ego, and you know if you want to work with them or not. Have you fixed yeah. your ego issues, Gabriel? You, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I fixed them. At least okay. some of them. All right. There's no ego in that statement at all. No, no, no. Frank, go ahead. Well, uh, I, uh, you, you nailed it, Gabriel. It's 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 when you're trying to improve someone else's process or thought, and like I said before, that's what I used to do is always trying to improve it, and that's a sign of your ego's getting into the way. Mm -hmm. And basically, if you're not where you want to be, or you're blaming others, like okay, mm. fuck, you know, the government. Don't blame the government. <laughs> I used to blame the government. Frank is the government. I, st I, I still blame the government for different issues, though, that I have no control over. But no, no, it's a serious. It's when I have my colleagues that, you know, they're blaming the government. Hey, you're free to go. You're free to leave the government. So if you're blaming the government because you didn't reach your goal or you're not where you're at, then that's your ego involved in there. And you're blaming everyone else other than yourself. So, yeah, complaining and trying to improve shit that doesn't need improvement. I agree. And I think truth not being married to being right, but just married to the truth, I think is, is going to be a different shift. Even in our processes where I've, I say I, we've improved the process because I can't take responsibility for it at all. What I was teaching two years ago and where we are now with processes and, you know, flow charts and, you know, this is when you, this happens, that happens. All that was, was it went from, what I wanted to teach to what needed to be taught and truth. And if someone had a, an idea, it wasn't, well, this is not what I created, so forget it. It's a collective of people that are contributing to the greater good of the project. So it's, it changes things and makes it a lot more uh, interesting to really remove yourself completely out of where you want to be, as exactly as Frank and Gabe both said. What are the results that you're looking for for your family, yourself, um, how much, you know, all the things and how how are you going to get there and you know is it about the things that you do or things that need to be done so remove the word me or you know just the word i i i i i and go from just this is what needs to be done and these are the these are the tools that are needed these are the actions that need to be taken and it, it really changes the landscape of how quickly you can accomplish something because as soon as I took myself out of my own business, really, and any of the other businesses that I purchased a few bars lately. And I've really, through, with help of my team, I'm going to say it's, I'm not the only one, but through processes and through us all letting our egos go and creating a really good process around how to make the patron's experience better, how to make the customer experience better, what processes can we put together to make everything better, not just for the patrons, but the those that work in the environment as well, it's created a really interesting culture of just people wanting things to shine and explode because it's not about me or you anymore. It's about us. And I think that really is a game changer. I think we could have a discussion, Gabe and Frank, on this for hours, but I don't want to make it too boring for the listener. So anyway, that's a little bit of insight into shit that's going on with us. I hope this was a little bit helpful. If you learn one little thing, great. If you learn nothing, then oh well, you know, we gave it a shot. Appreciate you very much as a listener, uh, Frank and Gabe as well. I appreciate you and your egos, and I'm looking forward to uh, our next podcast. We're going to uh, discuss, I have no idea what yet, because we never really plan these things, but it's a lot of fun to do, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as we do. Thanks, everyone, and enjoy the next episode of Big 
Fat Real Estate Checks. Take care. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.